and welcome to the FTA podcast. I'm your gracious host Ali, and I'm joined with my recent friend Jawad, who is a lifelong devoted AC Milan fan. How are you feeling, Jawad? I'm feeling pretty good and excited to join you here. This is the first time thing for me as well, but I've been a big football fan since I was like four or five, and I feel like it's a good opportunity to take it to the next level. Definitely, I'm gonna ask you questions that are going to test yeah. your football knowledge today. Um, so right off the bat, before we get into the main stuff, I would like to ask, as a whole. How was 2020 for football? 2020 was very different. If you if you know like any general football season, it's very up full of ups and downs, right? But 2020 was a roller coaster ride compared to anything else that you would have seen. Definitely. Right? Season stopping and starting, and for us as specifically as a team in AC Milan, it was a tale of two halves. Everything we did before the season stopped, and everything we did after it resumed. It was completely different. We flipped a switch, and then uh, I loved it. To be honest, as a fan of my own team, I loved yes. it. Yeah. So, moving on towards the first question, mm-hmm. I would like to start with the hard-hitting one. Yeah. Who's going to win the league this season? <laughs> right. So this is a question that I really hate to answer because I cannot say AC Milan because I don't think we have the deep enough squad to really go and fight for the Scudetto right now. Right, Scudetto is a very different thing right now. It's been nine years. Juventus has been dominating. My answer to that is, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think Inter is going to win, but I don't want Inter to win. I don't want them to win, but I feel like they have the squad right now and they have the team to really take it to the entire season. Right now, you 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 know this, right? The season so far has been full of coronavirus stuff. People getting. the covid and then injuries because it's so jam packed you're playing three games two games two games at least two games in a week right sometimes even three so injuries are bound to happen and when you have the squad to deal with that i feel like inter do juventus do as well but inter i feel like because it's the second season for conte and perlo is just starting out in juventus okay. i have i have a feeling that it's going to be inter now that i've given you my response that i feel like inter i hate it but i feel like inter is going to win What do you think about Serie A this season? Uh-huh. I would say Juventus because of the Ronaldo expected. But Lukaku, you cannot discard Lukaku. That's fine. I don't think Conte has established that. I, well. I hate Conte. Right, let me just put it there. I hate Conte, but you gotta give him props. The guy has done me tremendous everywhere he's gone. The guy is a great league coach, as far as I'm concerned. But you're talking about the league. I am, but. Uh, He hasn't established the kind of relations he established at Chelsea, mm-hmm. and in the past he was very well connected with the players. I don't see that connection in Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. I don't see Christian Eriksen responding to him. I don't see Lukaku. Or I'm gonna cut you off. Did you see the free kick Eriksen did? That was a moment of brilliance. I mean, but in the in the whole and question. and the game after that he played him as a deep line playmaker. He did, but right. So he's changing it up. He's adapting. I I hate to admit it but Conte is like getting response from his team now whereas they were getting draws and they were losing now those draws are turning into a 1-0 2-0 win I totally get your point but the thing is I don't have the capacity to understand or even agree that this will work in the long run mm-hmm. I totally think they will fall off towards the end once like we, they typically do the, yeah like they typically do and I don't think Lukaku is a world class striker <laughs> he always comes up with goals. He always plays well, as far as the average games are. Yes, 
but I don't think he is a game changer on the level of uh, Ibrahimovic, Cristiano, yeah. Messi. I don't think uh, he's yeah. in that category. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, right? So, Lukaku for the entire journey of his career has been somewhat of an off and on player. It's now that he's really showing what he's capable of. He scored 30 plus goals last season. He's on course to do that this season as well, which is great for Inter. But they're too reliant on him as well. And like you said, not much of a game changer. No. He, he says that he is the top five striker. I would somewhat disagree with that. Uh, like I, I could just name three or four strikers off the top of my head. Haaland, Lewandowski, Aguero, Suarez right now. Ibrahimovic, I'll put him in there at 39. His performance. Even Raul Jimenez. Yeah. So all of those players combined, like top five, I, I don't think Lukaku is up there. But he's been doing tremendously for his team. If you look at Inter as a whole, They've been doing really good, right? as much as I hate to admit it, and we beat them. Totally. And the last game, the Copa Italia game, where we lost 2-1, right at the death of the match, I, like, I was good at but we were 10 men down. So Absolutely. Inter is not convincing, I agree with that. Definitely. My point is, it's Conte's second season, he's got a handle on his group, whereas Perlo is his first season, he's a new coach, and literally his first season as a coach anywhere. He hasn't coached before at all. Like, Conte has got experience. Absolutely. Even when uh, Gattuso came in, he had coached before, mm. right? And people compare Perlo to Zidane. Zidane, before he started coaching... He was the coach of the Real Madrid junior team. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, that's what I feel like. You've got Ronaldo, but you cannot rely on Ronaldo all the time. He's transformed himself into an entirely different player than he was. Absolutely. But you cannot rely on him. I, I feel like there are going to be games when Ronaldo might disappear. Uh, that's fine, but you know, history might disagree with you. Yeah. So, moving on to the second question. Mm -hmm. I really like your response. I don't agree with it 100%. <laughs> that's um, what football is. Absolutely. Uh, so, you have to come clean with me on this next question. Okay. Is Stefano Pioli the right man to take AC Milan forward? And, and if he, let's say, wins the league this season with uh -huh. AC Milan, do you think he has the technical prowess of a top-class coach like Guardiola? Or a prime if Jose Mourinho. Uh, I'm gonna be buying down to him. Seriously, if he wins the league with this squad, I don't think anyone else can beat that achievement. But you gotta keep in mind, Paoli has always been a mid-level coach. He was brought in to stabilize the club. When I heard rumors about Raf Ragnik taking over, yeah. I was excited because that was a new project. But then I also thought about it, and I thought consistency is something we have been missing for the past seven or eight years. Yeah. As long as we've been out of the Champions League, that's the one key thing that we've been missing. So if you were to really go down towards the technical aspect of football and you were to talk about who's got the better tactics, sometimes Paoli is going to get outcoached. He yeah. did get outcoached a lot of times. Yes. It does happen. Specifically, again, Gasparini. He's had the number. Atlanta beat us 5-0, 6-0, you, you name it, right? So he's, he doesn't have that much of a mindset that he can take over the team and then make them win in the Champions League. And that's in our blood. Champions League is AC Milan. Yeah. League has never been uh, our main forte, right? Yeah. So if he wins the league, that's a great achievement. But you got to keep in mind that Paoli has never been one of those age, uh, like uh, managers who can take a team and then just... This is the first time he's doing it. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So if he does it, great. But I don't think that he's at the level of a Klopp of, or a Guardiola or anything like that. He's not even close, right? So he's still got a long way to go. One thing that makes me very happy, you're, I think you're one of the minority AC Milan fans mm -hmm. who don't rate their manager in higher regards because you should be honest, 
Stefano Paoli might win you the league this season. I don't think he has a technical prowess or ability to make calculated decisions which will help Milan in the long, long run. Sometimes I'm surprised by the subs he's doing, right? Exactly. Like for example, this this uh, submission that we did for Europa League, we left out Hauga. Yep. Now Hauga was one of the players who was very exciting. He dropped off, he dropped off in his form, he was scoring and then all of a sudden he started disappearing. Absolutely. But it's Europa League, why are you leaving him out and putting Rade Krunic in? Yep. What has Krunic done? He's done literally nothing, Absolutely. right? So whereas Hauga is at least contributing, so there are things like that, but the one thing that Pioli has done, which no other coach has been able to do, bar Gattuso, I would say Gattuso did something, is like get the group together. They're fighting for something. Before we were losing. I mean, he's Gattuso, you know. Yeah, Gattuso makes you fight, yeah, right? True. But Pioli did the same. He did it a little bit better than that, right? We were losing 2-0 down to Juventus and we beat them 4-2. Yeah, it's unheard of. It is unheard of. Like I went the the second goal, Rabio scored that goal. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's it. I was about to turn the computer off, and that's it. No more steam, no more nothing. Okay. It's over. But the group kept fighting, and that's what the key is. They don't stop. We have been able to get wins right at the end, right at the death of the match. I remember that Ibrahimovic overhead kick. He kind of scuffed it, but he still managed to get it in. Right? But that's the fighting spirit that he's been able to do. Though he misses the technical prowess, like you said, but the bonding that he has with the group, he's, he's got them fighting for something. Perfect. So, I kind of agree with that. He should be hailed in a higher respect as far as AC Milan goes. Yeah. And do you think that Milan, we have seen Milan in the golden era yeah. with Perlo, with Gattuso and Ibrahimovic yeah. and people, people like Kaka in their attack. Do you think Milan have a formation and do, the, do you think they have a good enough squad to build on in the near future? So if you look at the names, these guys, the average age is the youngest all across the top five leagues. The starting 11 that we have got is very, very young. The only, even with Ibrahimovic on the pitch, we still have a young squad. Right? Exactly. So there is definitely a base to be built on. I think the key to this and the key to Milan's success in the future is going to be the double pivot. Kessier, Benesse, and then interchanging them with Tonali, and then possibly getting another backup in because I don't have that much of a confidence in Krunic. So these three players are, are going to be the key moving forward. And then you keep moving forward, and then you got fresh faces, enjoyable things that you're. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you know this, but Tawin is going to be coming in. Right? So the Marseille player, free agent, we're signing. It's a very good signing. Excellent. Right. So the one thing that we were missing on the right side, we've got Salismaker. He's been good. But he's overperforming, he's overachieving. Liao is overperforming as well. Yeah. So Liao, on the other hand, has a very high ceiling in terms of his potential. Right? So if whether he gets there, that's another story. Because we had another one who was a very high potential, Andre Silva. Because you had people in the past like Stephen El Chirave, yeah. Nayang, even Kisuke Honda, who started yeah. off in very good spells, but yeah. they did not achieve the potential that was expected of them. Exactly. I have to put uh, Liao in that category so far. Yeah. And I think he's performing really well. Uh, when the coach tells him mm -hmm. to do something, he usually outperforms. Yeah, there's two coaches, no? It, it, it's not just Pioli. It's the privilege on the pitch giving him the death stares yeah. every time he does something definitely, wrong. Definitely. Right? So it's that effect that really uh, takes it out of him, right? And then you got people coming. So we just got Tamore from Chelsea. I've only seen him in a couple of games, I, never heard I of like him before. Him. And to be honest, watching him play and come in, I, I haven't been disappointed. I'm not scared anymore. Absolutely. Our defense was shaky. Like we had, like we had Romagnoli. 
And he always went missing in the big games, which I understand because he never had a partner. But now he's got Kier. Now he's got Gabia. Now he's got Timore. We've got the, the decisions like this uh, were the reason which contributed to the Lampard sacking, letting mm. Tomori go, who had an excellent season under Lampard, mm. and he let him go out on loan. He should have sent Christiansen on loan or people who are like uh, getting a little older. Instead, he bought in Thiago Silva, which is a good move. But he sent out Tomori to AC Milan, and he should have kept See, him. This is the one thing Thiago wanted to also come back to Milan, right? Exactly, yeah. That's where his roots are. And yeah. I actually wanted him back as well, as much as I hate to admit it, but it goes against the philosophy. And your team has to have a philosophy. And that's where I feel like Inter is a little bit different because they're, they're going for players like Vidal, they're going for players like Kolarov, right? Experience. But what's Kolarov done? What's Kolarov done? They, they let, they let uh, Tonali go. They didn't get him, right? So essentially, they had an agreement in place with Tonali and then they just said, okay, we don't want him. And wow, thank you very much. We got Tonali in return. But this is the one thing that you need to realize is the project. Football is based on the future. You cannot rely on your Ronaldos and your Messis and your Ibrahimovic to take you and keep getting those results for you. You need to build new stars. And that's why Haaland is coming in. And to be honest, I would love to have Haaland on Milan. And there's been rumors for that. Um, I don't see it happening. I'll, but I'll but you can dream. But you can dream. He's Real Madrid bound. From what I have seen <laughs> and from the rumors, everyone goes to Madrid at the end. I mean, yeah, that's whether like Mbappe is, uh, we're gonna be going there as well. Um, again, totally not happening. I, I don't, I don't want it to be happen. I don't think it is gonna happen because yeah. Madrid at the moment they would have to sell like five, six players to get afford him. Right now they cannot afford to pay Ramos. They can, but they don't want to. Right? They don't want to pay Ramos. Why would they pay? Uh, like what, like 200, 300 million for Mbappe and then his salaries on top of it? It's that, crazy. That makes sense. I mean, one more thing. Ibrahimovic has been phenomenal. Agreed. I personally thought he was going to score less than five goals for AC yeah. Milan yeah. and he was going to kicked out soon enough. Everyone thought it was a marketing move. Yeah. And everyone thought that AC Milan just wanted to have good finances for that season yeah. and they bought in Ibrahimovic. Yeah. And he was going to come in cup matches and like Copa Italia and stuff. He has outperformed. He proved me wrong. By the way, I love being proved wrong in this case. Uh, just Ibrahimovic has been, apart from Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he has been one of the best players in the world. For the one of the most consistent players ever. Absolutely. Consistently winning leagues no matter where he went. Consistently. Like, even in the seasons that he didn't win the league, it wasn't because of what the performance he put in. He did perform always. Yeah. He even came to Manchester United with... People like Ashley Young on the wing and mm. Darmian as fullback, and he inspired United to do something, and we won three trophies that season. You gotta have a winning mentality, and exactly. that's what Milan was missing. We didn't have that person who had the experience of winning anything. We've got a very young squad right from the bat. We've got Donnarumma, we've got Romagnoli, we had Musacchio, never won anything. We had uh, Conte on one side, and then Calabria, and then yeah. all. We just got in Theo Hernandez, who's been doing pretty good. But name one player who's ever won something. Nothing. Nothing. And that's where Ibrahimovic comes in and makes a difference. And that's what you need. on. And Conte is going for that same mentality. But the one thing that he's missing is you also got to have youth. Absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't. And uh, it's like, it's kind of breathtaking to see Ibrahimovic. Mm. And honestly, the football world will miss him. But you have to think for the future as well. And now the hard-hitting question. <laughs> name a couple of players who you think Milan should target, which are realistic. <laughs> right, I was going to say Haaland, but I don't see it happening. 
And you should also consider the fact that they should be young enough so they can serve you their prime years. Yeah. And they should be consistent enough, no matter how many clubs they play for. Do you have a couple of players in mind? So right now we we got in Mandzukic, who's a kind of a patch, not a young cat yeah. by any stretch of the Absolutely. imagination. So right now they're also they're doing what they did in 2011 when we last won the league. Yeah. They bought in Van Bobel that season, right? We had Rubinho, we had players like that yeah. uh, who were right at the cusp of finishing their prime. Exactly. They weren't in their prime anymore, but they were almost right, still there. Yeah. So we're still making that push. I love that, right? We're still going for the Skeleto, right? So that's good. But to answer your question, I think the answer is already in the team. You just need to build those players up. You okay. got Leal, you've got Colombo. Colombo, to those of people who don't know, is a youth uh, signee. We, yeah. He's been coming up from our ranks. He did tremendously at our youth level and now just looking at what he's able to do, that one goal, just look it up. The one goal he scored and in the preseason, I'm yeah. not sure if you saw that, but he's like almost 30 yards out and then he hits the top corner, beauty. But he hasn't been able to really replicate that mm. in actual performances, which is understood. Then we got Daniel Mandiri in there, third generation, right? Okay. So we have options in there, but I still feel like we might need an out and out stand forward. Okay. And the one person that I wished we didn't let go was Andre Silva. Right? Oh, if Andre Silva was still there, yeah. then we wouldn't have needed. Like, see how good he's doing at Frankfurt. And with Ibrahimovic at the uh, in the team, I think he should have. Yeah, know, Andre Silva would have taken off. Absolutely, uh, he, he would have taken off. He would have been like, um, I would say Cavani at PSC. Yeah, he needed guidance as well. Yeah. even though there's not a, a lot of age difference, but yeah. when Cavani came, yeah, he was he he came on the back of a good season with Napoli. It's the same thing, right? Definitely. The winning mentality. Yeah. Ibrahimovic had that. He's he's got the experience of winning stuff, and he can teach you that. Exactly. That's that's not that easy to come by. Even with Mkhitaryan and yeah. and, and midfield. Mm. We pulled off the biggest wins at Old Trafford against the big teams. Even yeah. though we were performing terribly against teams yeah. which were at the bottom of the Premier mm. League, when Ibra was at United, we came up with results in Europa League. We won the Europa, we won the Community Shield and we won the FA Cup. Yeah. And that was the most successful period which also aligned with Ibra, Ibra's era Ibra at yeah. United. Yeah. yeah. So, the next question I have is, I want to wrap AC Milan up so we can mm. move on to the other clubs. Mm. Who do you think is the right man? For AC Milan, if they don't win the league this season, as their manager? Yes, as their manager. All right. So you gotta figure out what you're trying to go for. I'm. Uh, I right? just want to keep that. In, uh, keep uh, like keep the fact in mind that we have people like Allegri who are available. Yeah. We have a lot of people who have been sacked recently. And Villabos. And this Villabos is a. Yeah. I think he's a good manager. Yeah. I never. I don't, I don't think it's at the top tiers, but yeah, definitely something that's out there. But that, that's what you got to see, right? Uh, with everything. So, uh, one is, it's hated. I, I'm going to give you a hint. Try to come up with the name. Sorry? Uh, yes. <laughs> He's a good right? long-term coach. It's a lo long-term thing, right? But I feel like if we were to go after something, we need to have a project in mind. And if we get the top four, our goal is not to win the league. You got to keep that in mind. When we started out, being at the top of the league was a dream. Hmm, exactly. Nights we're at Becoming the top of the league. Kind of a reality now. Yeah, we are at the top of the league, but it doesn't mean that's our target. Our target's been top four, okay. get into the Champions yeah. League. Keep in mind, AC Milan is the second most winningest team in Europe, Absolutely. right after Madrid. Yeah. Right. No one is more like all the Daniel clubs combined 
have not won more the Champions League than they Milan. have European pedigree. They have. They just need the tools. Exactly. So and our goal is not to win the league right now. Our goal is to build a dynasty like we had in the past. Sir. Right. We're we're to that point. Like I said, we've got a young core who can really perform and get to that next level. And I feel like Pioli, for all his setbacks, flaws. all his flaws. He's got the team going and I feel like even if we don't win the league and if we hit top four, I'd be happy and I'd keep him on board and we'll give him another season. Perfect. Um, before we wrap it up, I just want a yes or no. How about Brendan Rodgers, Leicester? No. Why? No Italian, apart from Italian coaches, anyone else who comes outside doesn't really have success in Italy. Italy okay. is a very different league. It's a different beast. People think they know something, but they don't. It, Italian league, if you watch Serie A, you love Calcio, realize the Calcio is very different. It's technical. You, you don't understand. You, you cannot fit into what Italian football is. And coming out of just up and down, I, as much as I hate to say it, Premier League is the most watched league. Okay. But it's literally just running one side to the other side who can run faster than you. Right? There's, there are more tactics like Klopp is bringing in those and Guardiola is doing stuff, which is tremendous. But at the end of the day, Football has always been, Sir Alex Ferguson said, defense is the key. Exactly. Defense is the key. And that's where, and you see teams in uh, Italy doing the same now as well as Premier League. Atlanta has been doing uh, running riots. Sassolo has been doing running riots, right? So it's a very different beast, right? Anyone who com comes outside, language barrier on top of the change in environment is not going to fit. Perfect. So that was our AC Milan yeah. <laughs> topic. And I think we covered a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. More in the next podcast, which will, which will be next Saturday. So make sure you subscribe and comment down below if you like the content. I'm going to move towards <laughs> Juventus. Tricky era. Now, we're coming towards, uh, th I think, the tail end of the season. And Pirlo needs to make some very calculated moves if he w has to stay at Juventus and lead the charge. I don't think he has done a good job so far. He has made some absolute rookie errors. I don't think I can blame him. Got no experience. The man has no experience at all. He was coached for 10 days of this junior team. He wasn't. He never coached a game. He didn't coach a game as well. So, yeah, he clarified it. So, my thing is, Allegri, I think he took Juventus to, if I'm not wrong, he took Juventus He to was the first coach to make them win the league and then Conte came in and took over. He took Juventus to... Sorry, to Conte came in first and then Allegri came yeah. in and made them. Allegri the took Juventus to Champions League finals and semi-finals and he defeated Real Madrid under Zidane and uh, Ancelotti. My thing is, after a fairly successful era under Allegri, mm -hmm. do you think Sari should have been given more time? Because they kind of have the same mentality. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said, Italian football culture is completely different. Sari should definitely have been given more time, but that's not how it works at the top of the league. They won the league. You got to keep in mind. They, they still won the league. Like, technically, they won it by one point. Yeah. But the league was over three, four games. I mean, uh, they tried their best to lose it, by the way. Yeah, they tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Basically, they weren't playing the football that they wanted to play. Juventus, they for... Dread, they were dreadful. Yeah. Ju Juventus has Crash. been known to scrape a result. Whereas, Milan might go for the draw. Juventus and then Inter might drop off completely. Juventus has always been known as the team that's going to go for the win. Whether it's 1-0, they'll scrape that win in somehow in some way. Yeah, and they, they got tired of that. Allegri was exactly that. It wasn't exciting football, right? 
that's where they, they also got a record number of penalties by the way <laughs> well let's not get into that right so the next thing is they bring in sari they want to play that sari ball right napoli was excellent at that i don't think that could have happened because they never had a player like jorginho they, to keep them they ticking. don't have the players to play sari ball and they still don't have the players to play what perlo wants to do but my thing is i got your response and i don't disagree with it completely my thing is if you are a top level coach and you have coached napoli a club like napoli with players like insignia and milik and people like that i think you should have some technical ability to come up with a game plan mm-hmm. which is your second option and your team should have some sort of identity juventus thoroughly lacked that under sari they were Agreed. absolutely they got they got knocked out by leon and there was a game they should have won alexander wasn't playing good a lot of players were so, just weren't responding to sari let me ask sari. you this question i agree with your point but just to be devil's advocate at the moment yeah conte as no is known as the top coach he's right he got knocked out he, he, did. he didn't go through to the actual uh, round of 18 he did yeah that's round of 32 right so he didn't actually get the chance to do that they finished bottom of their group right yeah. so you cannot champions league that's the magic of champions league you never know what you're going to get you're going to get your ixs you're going to get those tale and stories people who believe in fairy tales is not as unpredictable as it used to be in the past exactly. but it's still there's a few surprises in there so, i mean leon knocked out man city as well guardiola city as well like, but coming back to the same thing sari should have developed some sort of gameplay agreed agreed That totally disappeared uh, when allegri left the helm yeah. and i i don't think sari's tenure was uh, good enough to keep him at Juventus and I think it was right for Juventus board to sack him. So they brought in Perlo, same ideology that they wanted to play fancy looking football. They didn't just want to win and they wanted to win in Champions League. That's why they brought in Ronaldo, right? Yeah. League is becoming second nature to them at this point. Yeah. They're winning it every season in and out. Even this season with the poor start they had, they're still back in it, right? They got a game in hand against Napoli yeah, and with Napoli's ups and downs, though they're a brilliant team. and i think after inter and juventus napoli has the best squad in the league right okay. and but they're up and down and juventus is still up there so you can never count out the old lady that's one thing that you got to remember so perlo for all the things you got to have realistic expectations when it comes exactly. to perlo just realize it's the first season he's playing first season he's actually coaching something yeah. the guys just he just wrote a thesis people went crazy over that thesis yeah, oh yeah. perlo all hail him is going to be the savior of football great well done yeah but it's just a thesis you, when you go onto the pitch and you're coaching a team it's entirely different totally. right so you got to understand it from that perspective what perlo has done he's trying to instill his ideas when he first started games he was playing what fifa formations Yeah, mm-hmm. like five attackers on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, and he that's the one thing I was saying. Sari didn't have the players to play Sari ball. Yeah. Perlo doesn't have the players to play it like the way the vertical football he wants to play. The midfield is missing. Bar a few players, so Arthur came in. I feel like Arthur was going to be really good. But he hasn't mm-hmm. like sh- like Weston McKinney is outshining Arthur. Like if I were to say a year back, Ali who's going to be a better player Arthur or Weston McKinney who would have you said I've got one I would have gone for Arthur but the problem is Arthur didn't have the game time at Barca mm-hmm. for 6 months and yeah. he got the move 
without i don't think you if you don't get get game time as a professional footballer i don't care if you're cristiano or messi or iniesta bail for that matter bail yeah bail look what uh, look at what what's happening to him at tottenham yeah so back to the point as far as ronaldo thing is concerned i don't think they should extend his contract if juventus are concerned with uh, the really? long term future they're going to extend his contract you, you, who who can afford ronaldo right now no one no one can PSG might if they sell Mbappe. But why would they want Ronaldo? They're going. They want to go for Messi, right? So and I would go for Messi as well because considering the situation Messi's in, you're gonna get him for free, That's right? Um, maybe we can have a dream union of Cristiano and Messi, which all football fans want. <laughs> all football fans would want that. That would right? be remarkable. Uh, Ronaldo has scored all of uh, Juventus's. Champions League knockout goals. Oh, all did he? Them. I didn't know that. All of them. Like he scored 50% of like Juventus's goals this season. I didn't know that he scored he literally scored, everything. He scored all the goals against against Lyon. He scored two headers against Ajax. He scored mm. the hat trick against Atletico Madrid. Those make wow. up I think eight wow. goals. Eight goals against Champions League uh, teams wow. yeah. and teams which are not average teams. We yeah. got Ajax, which was remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ronaldo is doing his job. Yeah, fantastically well for his age. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he can continue it for a couple of more years. But where is he going to go? Like Bart Juventus is already gone to you know he started out at United, not started out, but uh, he shone brightly at United. Yeah. Went to Madrid. Now he's at Juventus, like top three leagues. What he's going to go to Bayern? I mean, David Beckham uh, offered a massive Inter Miami contract to Ronaldo. <laughs> that's not a bad option if he that, wants to. Yeah. Like, if he wants to go his legacy. If he wants to exceed his legacy and goal-scoring record, I don't think that's bad. Messi option. said he wants to finish his career in the MLS. Yeah, he does. He does. He did say that. And recently, I think Ronaldo was talking to a Portuguese newspaper, and he said that he wants to finish his career at Sporting. Okay. Well, so, uh, I I respect that. Yeah, because he said that when nobody believed in him, Sporting, sporting was did. the sporting only was club, the club that did that gave him. I still remember that hoop jersey he was wearing with those jagged teeth and curly hair. Uh, who could have thought that he's going to be the best player? Uh, one of the best, one of the best players to yeah. have ever lived. So we have seen Conte manage Inter Milan for quite some time. I think it's two the and a half years. Second year. Second now. season, yeah. And the kind of transfer decisions he's made, bringing in people who have are way past their prime, like Nainggolan, people like Darmian, Ashley Young. I don't think that's a any person, any person who is a sane football fan, he cannot justify those transfers. What do you think is the key factor in European failure for Inter Milan, and why do you think Conte prefers players who are? One thing is being old. Mm -hmm. The other thing is being old and not performing. Yeah. Why is he going for the absolute first? All right. So you gotta realize what is a Conte player. Yeah. Ericsson, they bought him in. Ericsson was not a Conte player. He's not never gonna be a Conte player. Right. When I talk about a Conte player, I mean people like Nyangalan. He brought him in, didn't use him, let him go. Vidal is a Conte type of player. Kolarov is a Conte type player. They've got Bastone, Conte type player. Right. Everyone that they've got in Lukaku is a Conte player. With the back to his goal, the guy is tremendous. He did want him at Chelsea as well. Yeah. So he, he got the players he wanted, but that's the one thing that you need to realize that. You cannot just rely on the old guard. That that's where Milan fell off. If you remember, you brought this topic up yeah. that Milan during their historic seasons they had Perlos, they had Gattuso, Cedols, they had Nesta, tremendous defenders, right? But what ended up happening was everyone aged out, 
And, and I, I remember, I remember specifically, everyone used to tease me that AC Milan is a retirement club. It's a retirement home. Everyone was, goes to retire there. We had Ronaldinho come in past his prime. Past his prime. Kaka. We had Kaka, well, he started out. I wouldn't say that it was past his prime. He, uh, he shone brightly at Kaka, at uh, AC Milan. I mean, he Beckham, had Beckham came in. Beckham was past, past his, his prime. prime. Beckham came yeah. in past his prime. Rubinho came in past his prime. Like exactly. they helped him win the league, yeah. but he wasn't at the top of the team. So yeah. that that's what we were doing, and that's where we fell off. And that's where United and Milan have a very similar parallels. In the 2000s, Milan and United, you would see them fighting it out in the Champions League Absolutely. semi-finals yeah. and finals. They, they were the team to look out for. That that's the Milan that I want back. And even during then, that as soon as we fell off. Inter picked up. Inter doing the treble is a historic thing, doing it under Mourinho, right? So, but look at the team they had. Look at the team they had. And then the next dominance phase came in at the form of Juventus. Now, what Inter is doing, they want to win right now. Because Conte, second season, third season, maybe he's going to say goodbye. He's never stayed at, at any team past three seasons. Exactly. That's been the key for him. So for him, the most important thing for himself is to get trophies and the only way he knows how to get trophies is to get players he knows the fighter type mentality the player who's gonna go out there and kill people for you that's the sort of people that he wants and that's where Vidal comes and is so important though the guy was performing horrendously if he hadn't scored that goal against Juventus yeah right <laughs> because he was kissing the badge exactly. he kissed the badge of Juventus right before the game that was painful by the way yeah so <laughs> they called it the kiss by Judas Right? Yeah. They call it the kiss by Judas for a specific reason. So it's worked out in some aspect. So Vidal is like around a 60% it's worked out. But Colorado has been horrendous. He hasn't performed. And that, and you see the players who are performing for Conte, they're young. You got Hakimi. You got Barella. Akhraka the guy, the guy is sensational. I, I wanted him at Milan. Yeah. But the guy is so good. The goal he just scored this, uh, this past weekend, uh, this Friday. I think oh my go, god, top look, class. Look it up on YouTube. Top you, class, you top corner, the way he picks it out with all the bodies in the way. The guy that the guy's gonna be sensational for Italy. The guy's gonna be sensational. But that's the team that you wanna build on. You don't wanna build on your Vidals, you don't wanna build on your Colorados, you don't wanna build it on on top of anyone who's gonna be past their prime. And Danovich, they need to look for replacements. But that's something that he's missing. But that's the Conte game plan. He comes in, he wins, and then he leaves. And to top it all off, let's get into some predictions. Uh, we got the league winner for uh, the... Culture. I feel like it's gonna be Enter. I hope it's Milan. But then if it's not Milan, the only other team that I would say that they want to win. I think it's a three-horse race. It's the two Milan teams and Juventus with an outside bet being Napoli. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's not Milan, I want Napoli to win. But okay. I feel like it's gonna be Enter. So, Juventus. You have to ask me my response. <laughs> yeah, so, so I feel like it's gonna be Enter. So, what do you think, Ali? I have to go with Ronaldo. The Ronaldo factor is there and considering the last five seasons, something happens to him in January and he moves on with tremendous goal-scoring achievements. And I cannot discount that because he has proved me wrong every single time. I would go with Juventus and going in the same cate uh, category, I would uh, like to ask you, who do you think can be the top scorer this season? The Capo Capionieri is going to be Ronaldo. No doubt. It's going to be like it's going to be between Ronaldo and Lukaku. Okay. I, I had a feeling that Immobile was going to be in there somewhere. But with the way the, everything is going at Lazio, 
it's, it's a very unhinged it. season, yeah, you, can, exactly. uh, you can call it. So I, I want it to be Ronaldo for just the fanboys out there. And okay. I, I, I used to hate Ronaldo, to be honest with you. I still remember that uh, one match against Milan where he literally one elbow like this here and then he clutches his face and he drops down. Right, so that that was one of the reasons. But he's matured since then as a player, and he's really won me over. And I feel like I wanted to achieve that achievement of being the top scorer in all, all of the top leagues that he's played in. And I want I want that for him. So I, I I'm gonna go for Ronaldo. What do you think? Cristiano Cristiano would score. I think he will score more goals than last season. He got a, a great season uh, the last time under Sari. Even under Sari, he scored 38 goals. Now, that's an achievement. I think he will score in the category of 40 to 45 goals this season. And I'm glad that there's something we can agree on. <laughs> so, thank you so much for your time. And the audience out there, who, if you're Thank watching, you so much. Thank you to, you, to everyone who listened to this or will listen to this. And one last question, by the way. Do you want to add something to the people out there? Yes, uh, I want to address this. Uh, we have started on a journey right now. It's going to be a long, painful journey, a lot of ups and downs in there. And I feel like we want to bring football to the fans in Pakistan. We want to bring football to the nation who's known for cricket. We want to expose you guys to what true football. There is a lot of you guys out there who love football. It's not just a few people here and there. It's not the burgers out there who love football. Football is something which is beautiful. It's a working man's sport. You just need a goal, which you can make up with like two tin cans, and then you just need a ball. It's a I beautiful mean, game. It's, it's a beautiful game. And I, I want uh, to bring exposure to you guys about football. And I want to see you guys again soon here next week. We want to make this regular. We want to make this something which you guys would look forward towards. And I hope you guys stick with us and uh, give us support throughout our journey. Thank you to our technical director, Tarja Rumar as well, who has been sitting here like a robot for the past 50-odd <laughs> 50, 50 minutes. So we'll see you next week. Uh, FD out.